This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, friend of the show, Jay Cornegay, Vice President of Race and Sportsbook Operations of the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas, joins us today. And with the integration of horse racing into sports betting coming full circle and hopefully landing here on Ontario, who better to talk about sports betting but someone like Jay, whose Superbook continues to be introduced to numerous markets across North America. Shortly, we will talk to Jay once again and talk about not only his Superbook, but also the changing horse racing and sports betting environment in the USA. Also, friend of the show, harness driver James McDonald joins again today, and Mac is in the process of another lights-out season, distancing himself from the rest of the driver's colony at Woodbine Mohawk Park. Tonight, Woodbine Mohawk Park hosts the Superfinals of the Ontario Sire Stakes, and James will not only be a major participant in the Superfinals, but actually you could say will be pretty busy tonight as he will be driving an all 12 races at Woodbine Mohawk Park. All 12 of them. In addition, friend of the show, Linda Rainey, is also part of today's show. And Linda is managing director of the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame. And recently, the Hall of Fame announced their most recent inductions for the 2022 class. And shortly, we will speak with Linda and discuss not only this year's Hall of Fame inductees, but some other happenings at the Woodbine facility. And finally, while he's back, co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine. Woodbine Mohawk Park and some other North American tracks that are racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a great show. So you better get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, my co-host Larry Simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson.
Hey, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you my co-host, the experts in all things pony, Larry Simpson. Larry, how are you? I'm doing okay. How about you? Good. It was a, it was an exciting and, well, I guess, uh, thrilling for different ways. E.P. Taylor Stakes, uh, the horse out of France, and you had been mentioning a lot of these European horses, mm-hmm. Rougier, was the big winner, but that's not the story in this race. No, the, I guess the story is Moira. Moira went in as the the favorite yeah. and just kind of had a bit of a uh, rough trip. Uh, went up the inside and uh, caused some interference. Uh, finished second and got disqualified and was placed eighth, I believe. So, uh, yeah, it was not not the finish I think that Kevin Attard and the and the uh, the owners wanted. But uh, you know, so it, it raises the question now: uh, Will Moira still go to the? Breeders' Cup, hmm. even though she doesn't get the free pass, so to speak, by winning that race. But, uh, you know, like somebody had mentioned, you know, if, if she races well and finishes first, second, or third, they probably still consider sending her. Well, technically she did finish in the money. So and, the, just, and think about the money at stake if she goes to the Breeders'. Well, yeah, they're all uh, million-dollar purses and that, right? So... Uh, yeah, it would have been nice that she had to won the race and then the, there'd be no decision. She'd be going to the Breeders' Cup. But uh, If you're the owner, do you send her? Well, like we uh, talked about last week, yeah, she's got some prominent owners. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think that they, uh, they want to play the game. So uh, I think that, uh, you know, providing she came out of that race okay, like, uh, you know, I think that would probably be still the plan that they will, will pay the, uh, the entry fee for her. So. Interesting. Okay, there's a big race tomorrow at Keeneland, but there's a little bit of history with the monarchy that maybe a lot of people don't know about. Explain that. Yeah, today at uh, at uh, Keeneland is the uh, Queen Elizabeth uh, II Challenge Cup, and it's the actually the first renewal of the race since the Queen passed away in September because this race was named yes, after her. Yes, of course. And basically this is a further testament to her passion for horse racing, right? So, uh, uh, and the interesting thing is... Uh, the Queen was actually at uh, Keeneland on October the 11th, 1984, which was the first running of this uh, stakes race. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see because this is the first race since her uh, unfortunate passing uh, last month. I, and I guess that I, what makes me smile at memory of this, Larry, is that the Queen, despite all the pomp and circumstance, she was a legit knowledgeable fan of the sport. Oh, she was. She was a, a breeder. Uh, she was an owner. Uh, she raced, uh, and we've talked about this in the past. I remember racing some horses up here in the Canadian International and some of the bigger turf races and that, and you'd, you'd look in the daily racing forum or the racing program and the owner, and all it said was the queen. <laughs> you know, it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't say, like, you know, John Smith or something yeah, like that. It yeah, just yeah. said the queen, you know. Yeah, so. you know, and I know she probably liked the bet of the odd race or two, but I don't think the queen would line up the parimutuel putting <laughs> no, down some pound no, notes. No, I, I don't think she would, but, uh, you know, she, she loved to be at Ascot. That was Absolutely. Uh, in, in fact, I think they had a castle or something at Ascot that she stayed at when, you know, so. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure uh, she did. <laughs> and it's, it was, it's one of those meets that, uh, it's like the Kentucky Derby, right? The Kentucky Derby meet. And, and uh, if you go to England and you like horse racing, they say you have to go to Ascot, so. Well, this is awesome. As always, we're pleased to be joined once again by Westgate Superbook's Jay Cornegay, who joins us today to talk about the sports betting climate in North America, and in particular, the most importantly to us here, how horse racing fits into the equation. Jay, as always, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. Hey, good morning, guys. 
Uh, before we get to a lot of the stuff happening with sports betting in North America, especially some, uh, I have some questions about Sunday's lines in the NFL. Let's talk about horse racing and the Superbook brand and how it's uh, sort of worked together and make it as one. How, how, tell us, the listeners, about horse racing and the Superbook. Well, it's uh, well. First of all, we have a great uh, venue uh, for horse racing. We have um, uh, a special section that has, you know, of course, individual TVs at every seat and and uh, uh, VIP section. Uh, we we have a lot of great players, a lot of loyal day to day players uh, in the Superbook on the horse racing side, and uh, uh, just kind of gearing up for the breeders. And uh, actually, before I came on the air, I was kind of looking at the. Uh, two-year-old rankings <laughs> and uh, getting excited about that. And uh, soon, um, you know, once we get uh, closer to breeders and certainly after breeders, you know, the Kentucky Derby futures uh, really heat up. So do you do, you, uh, do anything uh, special for the breeders, Jay, like uh, have a like a breeders' cup party or what? We have a special um, little get-together with our loyal players that uh, are invited, and we have a little uh, kind of reception cocktail uh, welcoming um Session that we do with them, yeah, and uh, of course we have some giveaways and some uh, uh, memorabilia that we uh, give out to to our uh, players, and uh, they certainly enjoy that. We've been noticing, Jay, some of the handles across horse racing tracks, the standard bread and thoroughbred across North America, have been quite solid this year. How have they been in the Superbook? Yeah, they've been very uh, solid. Is, is a, a good word to describe it. Um, you know, we've, we've uh, over the years, it's, it's uh, somewhat been a struggle, but uh, over the last year and a half or so, it has remained steady, which we'll, we'll certainly take at this point. So have you guys been promoting it more? Is that one of the reasons why the handles are up? I think there was a, there was a little dip, um, you know, with COVID. Uh, you know, we, we got uh, uh, some um, players that have been around a while, let's say, has a few miles, and they, they it took a little while before they came back into the book, and we're starting to see more of them back. And it's, I'm not just talking about the Las Vegas locals. I'm talking about others from around the country uh, that uh, kind of put everything on pause for about a year, year and a half. We're starting to see them come back, which is great to see. Now, the Superbook is much more than Las Vegas. Last time you were on the show, we talked about you moving to Colorado. How has that been, moving to Colorado? Uh, it's been fantastic. Uh, Colorado was our first jurisdiction outside of uh, Nevada, and since then we have expanded into New Jersey, Arizona, Tennessee, and Iowa. So uh, we are we just opened Iowa, and we'll, we'll soon be in Ohio and uh, Louisiana in the first two months of next year. That's impressive, Larry. Uh, maybe you can explain to our listeners, uh, Jay, how how it works. Like you you move into a state and. What you you set up a, a basically a, a a race book there under the Superbook brand? Is that how it works? Yeah, what we do is uh, first we you know find a, a a licensing partner, a skin as they call it, and uh, you know that can range from you know a, a tribe or a um, another operator um, and. Um, it, or a it, it varies uh, state by state. It could be uh, you know a bar restaurant. It could be a professional franchise. Uh, we we have a relationship with um, the uh, football club of Cincinnati, uh, MLS team. We also have um, a partnership with the Baltimore Orioles. 
uh, we established that uh, relationship, get licensed, and uh, then we enter that state. Now, once we enter the state, it does vary, uh, you know, what we offer there. Right now, it's uh, mostly about sports, and um, we uh, offer, you know, the same type of menu that we offer in, in uh, um, Nevada. For us, it's we, we uh, operate on two different platforms. We have one system that we uh, have in Nevada. Uh, it's called Stadium, and the other uh, outside of Nevada is on a totally different platform through IGT. But our system, our operating system, the system that we accept wagers on in Nevada, uh, will soon move over to IGT. So our entire fleet of um, venues will be on the IGT system, which will give us a in you know advantage to offer. Uh, you know, um, integrated wallet, um, you know, um, more consistency with, as far as odds, uh, because we do, we do like to offer uh, a variety of things, as you guys know. Um, but we also like to offer uh, a local flavor, whatever uh, jurisdiction we're in. We like to concentrate on those, those uh, teams for those uh, local fans, and, and that's what we've been doing so far. So it's just the beginning. We've, we certainly we know the expansion around the country has uh, been vast and, and very quick. Uh, we've treated it more like a uh, marathon, you know, and, and we, we waited to uh, make deals that really made sense to us, and uh, it's really working out as, uh, you know, some of the deals that were made in the early going uh, we're a little rough for, for both sides, but for us and our partners, um, I think uh, we've made some terrific moves, and we have great partners around the country that um, you know works out for both ends. And that's that's basically how you define a really good partnership is when it works for both sides. Thrilled to be speaking to Jay Cornegay from the Westgate Superbooks, and you talk about this expansion across the landscape of America, which begs a lot of listeners here, when are you coming to Ontario? Because we'd love to have you. I'd love to be up there. <laughs> um, we certainly uh, have brought that up for uh, discussion a couple of times, and and we know we're going to be up there. I don't have a timeline yet, but uh, we know that we uh, are going to operate in, in Canada, in Ontario, um, we just don't know uh, quite when that is going to happen, but it's certainly on our radar, and we can say that it will happen down the road. Have you got some more immediate markets, Jay, uh, before Ontario that you kind of got your eyes on? Yeah, we already we already have uh, signed deals in um, Ohio and Louisiana. Ohio is going to be a monster for us uh, mm-hmm. with the population numbers and the fan base and the type of fans that they have in, in Ohio. And then Louisiana is right after that. Um, and we're looking at uh, West Virginia, Maryland, uh, Indiana, and uh, Missouri, and probably Kansas. So I, I would say right now we're in six states. I, I would anticipate that we'd probably be in 10 states by the end of next year. Before I get to a question I have about the Sunday's NFL lines and one particular uh, point spread, how you came to it. I'm curious, how, with so many different uh, organizations trying to get after the wagering dollar in North America, how is it that Superbook's able to stand out above uh, so many others and be so consistently excellent? Well, we're, we've done, you know, we've been operating in the 
American market for over 30 years. And we have never been the biggest spender, the biggest advertiser, but um, you know, we differentiate ourselves by um, doing a lot of different things than, than you would see in, in the market. And uh, we, you know, we expand our betting menu. Uh, we really uh, look at second-tier, third-tier sports. We offer, uh, when I say expanded menu, I'm talking about you know, more propositions, more markets offered than, uh, than most of our competitors. And then we're first to market uh, on a lot of different things where you know, we'll be the first to post NFL lines week in, week out. Uh, you know, we're we're uh, events like whether it's um, uh, you know the Derby or the Masters or the PGA Championship or the Daytona 500. We're usually the first ones to offer odds on those specific events, and uh, we we don't do it on a day to day basis. I don't have the manpower to do that. But some of the more highlighted uh, events that we have during the calendar year. Uh, you can say that the Super Bowl gets first marked on a lot of those. Hmm. Yeah. When you're going state to state and you're taking the horse racing products, is there any different regulations per state for, for horse racing, or is it all pretty much the same regulations? Um, it varies a little bit. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of it is surrounding sports, and, and, and um, it's something that, does vary by state by state. Uh, the horse racing is a little bit more consistent than you would see in sports regulations. Some of these regulators, you know, God bless them, <laughs> but they uh, they come up with some interesting ideas. And uh, you know, I've met with them uh, a number of times. We always, you know, we've been operating, like I said, for over thirty years, and we've, you know, we haven't ever been fined or disciplined or written up. Um, you know, so we take. Uh, compliance very seriously and uh, you know we're always going to follow the rules Um, but uh, you know some of these uh, markets have come up with some interesting um, regs that uh, um, I always like to ask the regulators uh, you know what's the thinking behind that you know where you know how how did you guys come up with that and um, you know a lot of times they have their their explanation which uh, you know a lot of times it makes sense um, other times I'm still trying to figure it out, but, uh, you'll definitely see, uh, you know, rules and regulations vary state to state. Okay. As an odds maker, I'm dying to know this. How is it the Eagles are six and a half point favorites over the Cowboys Sunday? Now I'm not a Cowboys fan, but their defense has been so good. I thought the line would be closer, Jay. Well, they're the, you know, you're exactly right. Um, you know, their defense is really good. Their offense, not so much. <laughs> now, you remember, everybody saw the Rams game, but don't forget how the Cowboys' defense really was responsible for a lot of that, a lot of those points. Hmm. Um, so their offense really does struggle. Um, I, I was really impressed by the Eagles. You know, it was a tough spot for them to go down to Arizona when they had the Cowboys on deck, but uh, the Eagles are certainly. Um, a more consistent team, and they're very well balanced. Uh, their their lines, uh, offensive line and defensive line, are both ranked uh, probably in the top five. They're really solid up front. Um, Cowboys really do have a great defense. However, their offense is, uh, um, I guess, uh, been going under the radar how poor they really are. <laughs> okay. They really are struggling. 
yeah, they're struggling offensively. And I, I will say this, we opened five, and automatically there was some sharp money on Philadelphia. Hmm. Money that we really respect. So, uh, you know, some of the sharpest guys out there agree with that line. Interesting. Larry, yeah. do you have anything else? Well, just uh, when we first came on, you you talked about the Breeders' Cup and that. Is there any... Uh, Odds that you can share, maybe on on the uh, on the classic or even the two year old race or that. <laughs> not not yet. No. I was just kind of looking over, and I know that uh, who was it Forte that won the other day, and, yeah. and uh, I was looking. At, yeah, so I know that uh, he's getting a lot, of, a lot of attention there. And right now, I just um, I was looking at the uh, was it Little Bear or Little Big Bear? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think was the top ranked uh, two year old. Um, nothing yet. I mean, we're we're about ready to get into it uh, as Breeder Cup is as inching closer. But um, uh, I think this uh, two-year-old group that uh, is coming up um, is going to make uh, the Derby very, very interesting. Yep. Outstanding. Jay, we could talk all day long. We have other guests, but it's absolute always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, continued success, and uh, I know you're a Broncos fan, so good luck with that the rest of the way with the way Russell Wilson's playing. <laughs> oh, geez, man. It's it just a, a parting a little dig. And, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, it is so frustrating watching that team. Oh. It's awful. I just like we just. I mean, I I text my friends and family during the course of the game, and we're just like, "What is going on?" <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, terrible. Jay. To all well, the thanks best. for bringing it up. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> when we come back, friend of the show, James McDonald, one of the best of the best, will join us on Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the Radio Magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, James McDonald, joining us again today. And while 2022 feels like the year of James McDonald, as he's running away with it at Woodby Mohawk Park's driving title, tonight James will be a very busy man listed to drive at all 12 races at the Campbellville Oval. James, as always, welcome to the show. It's a pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great uh, to be here. I, I mean, it's great to have you on. We, Larry and I have just been amazed at the season you have put together. At what point this year did you realize you had built something special? Uh, just, it's just kind of, actually, it hasn't really been a lot this year. It's more than just last year carried right into this year. You know, I, I always, that was the goal from last year. I think I said in my uh, speech for the O'Brien, I, I said, uh, you know, the goal is just to stay consistent, like a tough to try and top it, but uh, just, just keep banging away and have good night after good night. And fortunately, thanks to all the great trainers and owners I drive for, uh, I've been able to uh, streak together another amazing year. Hmm. Okay. Talk about some of the highlights this year, and there's probably been plenty of them for you as a driver, right? Eh? Oh, yeah, yeah. The Confederation Cup was a lot of fun. Uh, I, I, that's kind of one of my starting tracks when I uh, first started driving. It was kind of Flamborough and Kawartha Downs. And uh, to be able to win the signature race there and then obviously set the track record with line drive Hanover, that was uh, a pretty special night. I mean, you're so in demand this year. <laughs> Do you take any downtime just for your physical and mental health so you can keep this this level, this pace going, James? Uh, I haven't taken any throughout the summer other than when I kind of hurt my back there, but uh, I definitely, when, when stakes season slows down, I'm going to, I'm going to need a couple of weeks off, just recharge and kind of in horse terms sound up my, uh, <laughs> with some aches and pains, but uh, that's, you know, part of the game. And luckily I've been able to stay mostly healthy uh, this summer and this, this year. And that's, you know, big key to success. It's a, it's a dangerous sport. And, uh, you got to, you know, sometimes when you're not healthy, you don't drive your best. And uh, I've been able to stay healthy most of the season. And it's translated to good results on the track. Maybe for listeners who don't understand, James, what kind of injuries can you pick up in your racing at this kind of level? Well, just even even sometimes, like, there hasn't been, thankfully, many accidents this year. Uh, knock on wood, hopefully there won't be. Um but, you know, you, you, sometimes you get banged up. You don't necessarily break anything or get hurt bad enough to uh, to not be in the bike night to night. But, uh, you know, you just get aches and pains in your back and your you know, shoulders. And uh, I think a bunch of us have shoulder issues and and uh, back issues. So it's, it, it's, it's hard, to, uh, hard to say there's not one injury that stands out. But I just sometimes people say, oh, he's in the bike. He must be healthy. And, you know, a lot of times that's not the case. Yeah, you know, you, you're trying to. It's kind of like uh, racing through, uh, playing in the playoffs in hockey. You know, you got to play, play through the pain and uh, just get through the season. And there hasn't been many accidents or this summer. Or it's a great group of drivers, and they're super safe to race with. So that makes uh, everyone's job a little, a little easier. You're driving 12 races tonight, uh, but there's one race before we talk about you know some of the uh, super final races. The uh, the last race, uh, race 12. Yep. You were listed on four horses in the race. Uh, how do you how do you make a choice to come down to that you have to drive? You know, just this one horse. Yeah, it's it's very difficult to do because uh, you know some some trainers and uh, owners obviously take it personal when you don't pick their horse. When it, you know, really, you're just trying to do what you think's best. And 
certain certain times you have to sit, stick with the trainer that maybe you know the horse isn't the best of the four in this situation but uh say that you drive a bunch for them or you drive a big stable for them or they have a certain stake horse that you don't want to you know be in jeopardy of losing because you booked off a different horse so there is quite a bit of politics that goes into it but uh luckily for in in the position i'm in i've, I've just got so many good horses to drive and for so many great trainers and owners it's it, most of the time i people don't get upset you know i i try and take the best horse as, as a rule obviously not every time you can do that but uh you know and, and especially on saturday night the, those four or tonight sorry those four are uh they're all good like they're all like it was like basically a coin flip between the four of them and i i had to make a tough decision and uh, time will tell if i took the right one I mean, who better to ask than you? Larry and I have been talking about Bulldog Hanover all year. From your seat in these races, what makes Bulldog Hanover so incredible this year? Oh, he's just an incredible horse. I mean, uh, people people didn't didn't uh, really get a, notice him as much last year as, as we did up here in Canada. And uh, I've been fortunate enough to follow him the last couple of years. Well, unfortunately, I follow him in the race. I follow him <laughs> in the race. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a special animal. I remember last year in the North America Cup, before the horses came up, I had said to Yang Kingra, he said, uh, what's up there? And I said, they won't touch, or you guys won't touch Bulldog Hanover. He's too good. Hmm. And uh, he's like, oh, really? I, I didn't think he was that good. You know, I didn't realize he was that kind of horse. And I was like, he is the best horse in like North America right now. And the best three-year-old. And, you know, it just, uh, no fault to anyone. He just, he got a perfect trip in the North America Cup, and it was one of his very, very few poor races in his life. Or not, I don't know what happened or what was wrong, or maybe there was an issue, maybe there wasn't, maybe just had an off night. But uh, he's a special horse, and uh, everyone that's got to witness it firsthand is now gets to see what kind of horse he is. And, and he's just been absolutely spectacular all season. Uh, I, I had a claim to fame until uh, until Alleyway got him the other day. I, you know, I beat him in Flamborough's so yeah. only defeat this year, and I've uh, I've chased him with line drive. I've chased him with tattoo, and uh, he's just an unbelievable animal. And it's a lot of fun to watch. I hopefully he puts on a good show, of Breeders' Crown. Hopefully, maybe I can uh, best him again with tattoo. Okay. All right. Now, getting back to uh, tonight's card at uh, at uh, Woodbine Mohawk Park. You're in every race. How how do you prepare for a car to race him when you're driving every race tonight? It's different. I mean, some sometimes you want to have a race off or you know two races off just to kind of recharge. Maybe if the night's going bad to kind of reset, or if the night's going good, maybe just to take a break and study the last couple because you have to be uh, you know mentally prepared when you're driving in every race because. You don't have that race off. It can say, okay, who, who do I got coming up? What are, what are the horses I got to worry about? Where would be a good spot to to get away? It just, it just makes a little more prep work than uh, than an ordinary night. So, uh, but generally, uh, like tonight, I, I had such a great lineup. I got a great bunch of horses. You know, tattoo artists at Dare Castle, Gallucci Phillies are, are all special. You know, I got Toby Two Step, and just a really great lineup. So. I, I know, I know most of the horses already. But Super Final Night, they're the same horses they've been racing all year, so I have a pretty good feel, and that, that makes it a little easier. But uh, yeah, I'm excited, and hopefully, they can have a have a great 
Uh, like any athlete, James, are you is sleeping beforehand before you get to the track? A nap, a special special food, so you're energized. Because it's not like you have time to really hydrate or eat something between all those races. No, yeah, yeah. Some people can eat. Some I know Doug or a few other people they don't like to eat before the races. And uh, but I'm fortunate enough. Uh, I'm a pretty good feeder, so <laughs> I, I like to eat before I go to the track and. I think I'd just be too grumpy if I didn't. But yeah, I, I have a routine. I have a routine I try and stick to. I, you know, I go to the barn in the morning a little bit or do whatever I'm going to do. Uh, today I, I got my little guy, but I'll try and uh, I'll try and squeeze a, a nap in somewhere and then uh, you know get a good supper and, and head to the track and just just like try and keep it simple like every day, same routine. Hmm. Okay. Last time we had you on the. Uh show uh, James we mentioned that uh, when asked about who was one of the top drivers in in North American driving right now Hall of Fame driver Ron Waples mentioned you and Dexter Dunn how did that make you feel oh that's pretty special I, that's anytime you can hear uh, praise from a from a Hall of Famer or some a great driver like like Ron Ron was uh, it means a lot. I mean, that's to, to hear it from your peers. It's one thing stats, you know, and whatever mean a lot, but to hear it from your peers, that's, that's pretty special. I always say, uh, driving, driving a horse for another driver is, uh, the, 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 kind of the biggest compliment you can get. And I, I've been fortunate enough to drive for Ron Waples and, and a few other people. And, and anytime to be mentioned in the same breath as, uh, Dexter Dunn, I, I don't know if I, uh, if it's if I if I believe that, but I mean Dexter's uh, unbelievable what he's been able to accomplish in his just a short time in North America. He's he's a special special uh, driver, and I don't think uh, there's much argument to say he's the best driver in the world right now. So uh, to be mentioned in the same breath is, is pretty special. James, we're big fans of yours. Uh, good luck tonight, twelve out of twelve, hopefully, and uh, good luck the rest of the way. Uh, we've enjoyed all your races and recapping them and promoting them every week. So it's it's been a real thrill for us as well. All the best. All right, thanks so much, guys, for having me. Always love being on. Yeah, uh, absolute pleasure, James. Good luck. After the break, when we come back, Linda Rainey, managing director of the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame, will join us on Ponies Twenty Four Seven, the Radio Magazine. Please stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com slash horse dash ownership today. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. 
Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Friend of the show, Linda Rainey from the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame joining us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Linda, as always, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to have you on with the recent announcement of the class of 2022, the latest inductees to the Hall of Fame. Um, a real wide variety, but all of them making a big impact on the sport. Absolutely. Um, we uh, are thrilled with what our voters came back with um, as far as the inductees for 2022, um, with slightly smaller class than we uh, induct many years, but with COVID, we're still trying to do a little bit of catch up. Um, and the eight individuals will be inducted in 2023, along with our class of 2023. But our um, 2022 class with, you know, Builder, Charles Bipke, the amazing jockey, Eureka Rosa da Silva, who is larger than life in so many ways. Um, the incredible Court Vision, who ha- uh, saw success both as a stallion and as a racehorse. And, of course, our veteran horse, Ali Deed, on the thoroughbred side. And Ali Deed himself is quite a legend. Um, standard, standard bread inductees this year, Jack Darling. This is just another feather in what is turning into a spectacular year for Jack Darling. Um, of course, the trainer of um, Bulldog Hanover mm. and so many others over the years. Um, Frank Salive, who has called more races in, at more tracks than are likely countable. Um, the incredible Gilles Gendron from down in Quebec is our veteran inductee. And then Shadow Play, the stallion who happens to be the sire of uh, Bulldog Hanover and many, many other champions, um, round out our class of 2022. I have to thank you, Linda. You've just aged me about 25 years here. You mentioned Gilles Gendra. I remember when he started as a as a driver, and now you're calling him a veteran. <laughs> yeah, just, just in the qualifications of our categories, let's just call them, a, we refer to them as veteran if their time, um, primary time involvement in the industry is uh, prior to a certain time period. There are so many great people involved in the sport, Linda. How do you come to these decisions and pick these people and these individuals for the hall? Well, it's a multi-stage process. We accept nominations and encourage nominations from the public, and we do have an online process for that. Um, We then turn all nominations received in all categories over to our nomination committee, and that committee... Each breed, we have separate, a separate committee for standard bread and a separate committee for thoroughbred. From uh, the nominations presented, those committees, which consist of journalists and, and actively involved people in the industry and people that understand the history of the sport, um, they 
narrow down which categories we're going to focus on in a given year, and then determine who the three finalists in those categories are. So that's step one. Then we go to step two, and a completely different set of um, individuals on our election committees. We have 20 voters, um, again, people that are well-versed in their portion of the industry, be it standard bread or thoroughbred, and those 20 voters um, vote by secret ballot and submit to um, to us, and that's how our um, individual inductees are determined. So it's, it's a time-consuming, thorough process, um, but it really does start with um, the public contribution um, with the public nominations that are submitted. And the other thing we make sure that happens is that um, just because an individual is not uh, considered in a given year, we make sure that each nomination is seen by the nomination committee a minimum of three times before we remove them from the nominee from the nomination package. Hmm. So it's not a one and off, one and done situation, um, but it we think it's thorough and fair to anything that comes into us. Okay, and then it all culminates with a gala dinner, right? Uh, and it that's, does. That's where the, yeah, talk about that. Um, we were able to get back to doing our in-person uh, inductions this year. Uh, our board was very adamant that they wanted to make sure that all of the individuals who had been named um, to the hall during COVID received, received the same type of formal in-person inductions. So the beginning of August, we held our induction gala dinner that featured the individuals who had been inducted in 2020 and 2021. Um, We had close to 300 people in attendance, and it was a true celebration of, um, of the individuals who were going into the hall, as well as just getting back and being able to do something as a group, as a very positive positive experience. So that was the beginning, uh, that was, that took place the beginning of August, and I was just in communication with our uh, venue in the past hour or two, asking for dates to do the same again in 2023. So we're already starting to plan our 2023 event that will um, recognize both those individuals just named, as well as our class of 2023. And Linda, for the sport, it, it's such a family in a lot of ways. I think it's so important that we're back to an in-person celebration of the Hall of Fame. Uh, I, mean, I think it's important for everyone, just not just our mental health, but just to have some fun and hang out and enjoy each other again. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned family. One of the uh, there's you know two things that happen as part of our induction gala. The Hall of Fame is incredibly proud of the fact that we represent both standard bred and thoroughbred breeds, and we're one of one of very few, if any, organizations that can say that um, on a national basis. So um, that's incredibly important that we have both breeds, both primary breeds uh, in the same room celebrating um, success of the individuals who are going into the hall. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The other thing is, in so much of our, our racing industry, family comes into play 
on a number of levels. We see multi-generational families show up for an event like this. I can, you know, you have three and four generations of uh, an inductee in attendance at an event. And um, we truly do try and make it a, um, a celebration of everyone who's going into the hall, human or horse. So. <laughs> yes, indeed. <clears throat> so how do you get somebody... Uh, nominated for the for the Hall of Fame. Like if I wanted to get Jim put in, how how would I do that? Well, <laughs> what you do is go to our um, uh, website, which is horseracinghalloffame.com, and we don't have our 2023 um, form up yet. But all the rules and criteria for nomination and election are listed on our uh, website. Then in the next few weeks, we will have our 2023 uh, nomination form um, up on the website. It can be completed online, and it'll have all the deadlines included there, um, and the process is all detailed as well. So um, those public nominations are where it all starts. We really encourage the racing fan, the racing public, the racing participant um, to um, to get involved in our process because without those public nominations, we'd have very short lists of um, potential inductees. Speaking with Linda Rainey from the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame, and I think a lot of listeners are wondering, Linda, how did you get involved with the Canadian Horse Racing Hall of Fame in the first place? Uh, how did I get involved? Uh, I've been with the hall now for just over 10 years. Um, I started in, in 2012. Um, my background is a combination of marketing, advertising, event management, and um, I grew up with some standard breads in the backyard. My dad had uh, a few standard breads, and that's where my initial connection to racing came um, way, way back, and I'm not going to even say what decade that was in. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's where the initial connection came. Um, I was at a career point where I was looking for something different. Uh, but still to be able to use my skill set. And um, this opportunity came along, and it's been a, a phenomenal ride for the last 10 years. Hmm. And other than your dad, was there another person that maybe was influential in you getting involved in the Hall of Fame and, and, the, and the horse racing industry in a certain aspect? Um, the area that I grew up in um, was filled at the time with um, individuals in the standard bread side specifically. So it was all around me. And from the time I was a kid, um, you know, we were going to track. I spent far too many Saturday nights, of course, the dance with my father in the paddock um, as a teenager. Mm. Um, so, you know, things like that. And it gets in your blood. And, um, you know, I was fortunate enough when it came to, I had a, a friend actually send me the link to the ad and, and, basically said, um, this is written for you, go for it. And it was, and it worked. And I'm you know, honored to, to hold the position and um, represent, um, represent the organization for situations like this. If the listeners, I would assume, are inspired by your words, Linda, how do they go about uh, going to the Hall of Fame? Where is it? Hours? Everything they need to know. Yeah, we're, um, our physical location's at Woodbine Racetrack. Um, so because the facility is open 24-7, basically, with the casino, um, you can go to the Hall of Fame at any point. Uh, we also have a really well-populated website, 
horseracinghalloffame.com, and there are biographies and information about all of our inductees, over 500 that we've accumulated since 1976. That's all available at the physical location at Woodbine as well as on our website. Um, and there's, you know, tons of information there. Um, it's also a great place if you want to, if you're wondering whether an individual is in the Hall of Fame already, if you're interested in putting in a nomination. Um, it's a great research tool for something like that as well, but lots of history. Um, we represent going, we have uh, inductees that represent as far back as um, over 250 years ago hmm. um, with a horse named Modesty who was in the first um, record that we can find of a um, of a race. We have um, newspaper clippings on this particular horse that go back to the Plains of Abraham uh, 250 some odd years ago now. So, and everything right up through. So there's, it's a great place just to read and find out about the industry. Um, remember some people that you may have seen on the tracks or that you admired, as well as the horses. There's stories on all the horses as well. Uh, Linda, that's awesome. But thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Well, we always enjoy our conversations and uh, very, very exciting for the class of 2022. A real pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. You have a great day. You too. After the break, Larry Simpson will look at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to OntarioRacing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. 
All right, before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems, as Larry liked to call it? With his Ponies Picks of the Day, as always, sponsored by our good friends at Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Let's start at Woodbine. They have a 10-race card today. And race 7 is a maiden special weight for fillies and mares, 3-year-olds and up, 6.5 furlongs on the turf, purse of $123,200. That's good. That's great. Uh, that <laughs> is great, yeah. Number uh, seven, uh, Secretary of the Nile, is a four-start maiden, but has been well-betting all of uh, his races. Her last start, she was a beaten favorite, in fact. So interesting, all of uh, Secretary of the Nile's races have been at one mile and the 16th on the turf. Uh, two have been on the turf, two have been on the tapita. And in all four starts, she's been up on the pace and faded uh, this is what they call a very large handicapping angle, where a horse goes from a distance to a sprint and has shown speed in the distance race. They, that, that's called oh, that they, have a, they okay. have a good pace rating in that. Right. So uh, when a horse like uh, Secretary of the Nile shows his speed, uh, it, it transfers over when they cut back in, in, in class. And normally what they do do is they, they run off the pace and, and they sit off the pace and, and close and that. So it's just it's, it's kind of a fascinating uh method that that uh, a lot well of and you handicap. do love your angles yeah i do love my angles and that's one of them that uh you know it can be very successful but uh, uh secretary of the nile is a very well-bred filly and and uh, i like the fact she's also making her third start off a small layoff from june to august and uh hall of fame trainer roger atfield is 25 percent with horses going from a route to a sprint which we have here today with this horse so I also like the fact that despite the four losses at the maiden special weight class, Roger doesn't drop this filly down to a maiden claimer. And I also like the fact that this horse is 12 to 1 in the morning line. And that's crazy because it was it's coming off a beaten favorite. So uh, that's quite appealing as well. So Woodbine Race 7, number 7, Secretary of the Nile. Okay, and next? Okay, Keeneland has a 10 race card today, including, as we spoke about, the uh, $600,000 Grade 1 Queen Elizabeth uh, II Challenge Cup Stakes. But race two, though, is a uh, full field of two-year-old maiden special weights at a mile on the turf for a purse of $100,000. It's a very competitive field of some very well-bred two-year-old colts. I like the number 10 horse, Game Warden. He's making his third start off the layoff, first on the turf. And he actually debuted in August at Saratoga. So you get some brownie points for when you uh, debut at Saratoga because that's one of your elite meets in the summer. This horse debuted at six furlongs in the dirt and actually had a very troubled trip. Uh, he next raced in October the 1st at Churchill, also on the dirt at a mile and a 16th. And despite taking some early money, didn't really fire that day either. So uh, mind you, the winner of the race, uh, Frank's uh, Honda, Frank's honor, I should say, was an impressive uh, winner by five links. So, you know, they were all basically running for second place in that race. So mm -hmm. Hall of Fame trainer Bill Mott puts this guy in to go today, 14 days later without a work. So he must uh, feel that this horse is in, feeling pretty good. And this uh, game warden is a son of the good sire Tappet. That's distance. And his mother was a winner on the turf. Uh, Tappet also throws some good turf horses too. So there's lots of like with this horse at Keeneland. Race two. Number 10, Game Warden. And next? Well, Santa Anita has a 10 race card today, and race 10 is an optional $50,000 claimer. It's one mile on the turf for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up for a purse of $36,000. The number four horse, our Valentina, races first off the claim for trainer Jeff Mullins, 
who grabbed this filly for 32000 on August the 12th at Del Mar. That was a race at today's distance, one mile on the turf, and saw our Valentina race up on the pace for much of the race and actually have a short lead turning into the stretch as the fillies turned for home. And our Valentina faded to fourth, beating two and three-quarter lengths. Uh, but as we mentioned, she was claimed from this race, and that was actually our Valentina's first start in two months, where she was last seen winning a maiden special weight at Lone Star, a race that was at a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. Uh, trainer Jeff Mullins is 27% with first-time claims, and actually even though this race is an optional $50,000 claimer, the other condition for the race is for fillies and mares that have started for a claiming price of 50000 or less, which this filly did, and have never won two races. That's how she gets in. She doesn't. So there's no fear that this horse is going to get claimed today. So it's just interesting that oh, he's moved the okay. horse up and to protect it, but he's not going to lose it in the claim anyways. I also like the big jockey change from Jessica Piper to a uh, friend of the show, Mike Smith. And there's several good works in tow for our Valentina. So Santa Anita, race 10, number four, our Valentina. And? Finally, we got Woodbine Mohawk Park. They have a 12-race card today, including uh, eight Ontario Sire Stakes Gold Superfinals. Uh, race 11, though, is a one-mile pace for a purse of $16,000 for none winners of $6,300 their last five starts or 15000 in their last eight. Number one, Hale Christian N. should enjoy the drop in class tonight and is also back in a regular rotation after missing some time in September. Last week at the class higher, Hale Christian N. left the gate well and sat a two-hole trip, finished fourth, beating three and three-quarter lengths. This is a big improvement from the week before when he was a well-beaten sixth and never really got into the race at all. So Mind you, two races back, it was he was coming off a 15-day layoff. So as mentioned, he should be a little bit tighter. Uh, he should appreciate the regular rotation of starts now. And, of course, there's that all-important class drop uh, tonight. Uh, also, he's got friend of the show back in the bike, Bob McClure. And uh, tonight, I think, is a very positive. Bob stayed with this horse now for three drives in a row. So Woodbine, Mohawk Park, race 11, number one, Hail Christian Inn. And Larry, you talk about angles. I wonder if someone heard our interview earlier, James McDonald, they're going to pull the James McDonald angle and bet on James McDonald all 12 races. Well, especially the last race, eh? Because he was listed on four horses. No, I mean, I mean, it's it's something to think about. Like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to just try my luck and bet on James McDonald every single race at Woodbine Mohawk Park tonight. Why not? And they're probably going to come out a winner. Exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, thanks again to our friend Mark of the Fans of Horse Racing. As always, goodbye and thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. And a reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7, the magazine, and and there will be a new one launched next week. Email Larry Simpson at theponies247 experience at gmail.com. Please don't forget about the Ponies 24 7 Lymphoma Canada campaign. Don't horse around with lymphoma. For more info on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca/slash ponies, and donate to the cause. Stick around 1059 the region all week and long. The legend and warmers up next with the feed, York Region's only magazine show. I'll be back here Monday morning. Enjoy the horse races. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Jim Lang and Larry Simpson has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.